So as we all know, Kodak had a rise and fall. But did you know that Kodak made photography evolutionary? Now, before I actually get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a brother podcast that is coming out. <clears throat> this podcast is called the Liam Legray Show. That's L-E-O-N-L-A-G-R-E-Y. And his podcast is all about technology. So I'm going to leave you with him telling you what it's all about. And please go over to the Liam Legray and show him some love. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Be At Me, Not You podcast. This podcast is sponsored to you by Leon Legree, hosted to you by other than me, Luke Lahens. Each week, I go through a weekly rundown on tech, gadgets and silicon valley rants and every week mondays and fridays two days a week i go down into specific details on um main tech source that goes on each week and just and my podcast uh mostly retains on weekly um on a weekly update on technology on your favorite things to listen to about technology wise now back on to be at me not you podcast okay so i'm giving you a rundown on kodak now as we know or some of you may not know um kodak had to file bankruptcy in 2012 uh, they had a few issues. I'm not entirely sure what those issues were, but it is a disappointment to see them go because as you're about to hear, they are one of the most influential companies in the world because they created something that we all use today. The Eastman Kodak Company, referred simply as Kodak, is an American technology company that produces imaging products with a historic basis on photography. The company is the company's headquarters in Rochester, New York, and is incorporated in New Jersey. Kodak provides packing, functional printing, graphic communication and professional services for businesses around the world. Its main business segments are print system enterprises, inkjet systems, micro 3D printing and packing, software and solutions and customer and film. 
It is best known for its photographic film products. Kodak was founded by George Eastman and Henry A. Strong on September 4th, 1888, during the most of the 20th century. Kodak held a dominant position in the photographic film. The company Abiquiti Abiquite was such that its that its Kodak moment tagline entered the common lexicon to describe a personal event that was dominated to be recorded for prosperity. Kodak began to struggle financially in the late 1990s as a result of the decline in sales of photographic film and its slowness in transitioning to digital photography. As part of the turnaround strategy, Kodak began to focus on digital photography and digital printing and attempted to generate revenue through the aggressive patent le legislation. In January 2012, Kodak filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the United States District Court of the Southern District of, of New York. In February 2012, Kodak announced that it would stop making digital camera product, video cameras and digital picture frames and focus on the corporate digital imaging market. In August 2012, Kodak announced its intention to sell its photographic film commercial scanners and Kyrosk operations, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing any of this wrong, as a measure to emerge the bankruptcy, but not its motion picture film operations. In January 2013, the court approved financing for Kodak to emerge from the bankruptcy in the mid-2013. Kodak sold many of its patents for approximately 525000000. Now, the reason why I read it out like that is because you are not going to get me to work out how much that actually is. So that is 525000000 to a group of companies, including Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Samsung, Adobe Systems and HTC under the name Intellectual Ventures and RPX Corporation. On September 3rd, 2013, the company emerged from bankruptcy having shed its large legacy liberties and exited several businesses. 
Personal imaging and document imaging are now part of Kodak Alliris, a separate company owned by the UK Kodak Position Plan. Now that was just a little backstory to Kodak. Now we're going to get into the history of Kodak. Now we're not going to cover everything, but I'm going to cover the bits that I think are the most important. So, from the company's found fa from the company's founding by George Eastman in 1888, Kodak followed the Rezar and Blaze strategy for selling inexpensive cameras and making large margins from consumables, film, chemical and paper at the at, at least as 1976. Kodak committed 90% of film sales and 85% of camera sales in the US. Now, Kodak had many rivalries over the years and their biggest rivalry was with Fujifilm. Japanese competitor Fujifilm entered the US market via Fuji Photo Film USA with a lower price film and, su and supplies. But Kodak did not believe the American consumers would ever desert its brand. Kodak passed on the opportunity to become the official film of the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. Fuji won the sponsorship rights which gave it permanent foothold in the marketplace. Fuji opened a film plant in the US and its aggressive marketing and price cutting began taking the market share from Kodak. Fuji went from a 10% share in the early 1990s to a 17% share in 1979. Fuji also made headway into the professional market by excuse me market with specialty transparency film such as a Vevela and Provola which com competed successfully with Kodak's signature professional product Kodachrome but used the more economical and common E6 processing machines which were standard in most processing labs. Rather than decided machines required by Chromacast, uh, Kodachrome, sorry, Fuji Films soon also found a competitive edge in higher speed negative film with a tear grain structure. In May 1995, Kodak folded position with the US Commerce, Commerce Department 
under section 301 of the Commerce Act, arguing that its poor performance in the Japanese market was a result of an unfair practices adopted by Fuji. The complaint was lodged by the United States with the World Trade Organization on January 30th, 1998. The WTO announced a sweeping rejection of Kodak's complaints about the film market in Japan. Kodak's financial results for the year ending December 1997 showed the company's revenue adopted dropped from 15, um, <clears throat> 15.97 billion in the 1996 to 14.36 billion in 1997 a full more more than 10% its net earnings went to 1.129 billion of just 5 million for the same period kodak market share declined from 80.1% to 74.7% of the United States, a one-year drop of 5% points that had observers suggesting that Kodak was slow to react to change and under underlimited its rivals Although from the 1970s, both Fuji and Kodak recognized the upcoming threat of digital technology. And although both sought diversion as a migration strategy, Fuji was more successful at the diversion. Now we talk about the shift to digital. Now this is the part that I was talking about, which Kodak actually became revolutionary because a lot of people probably don't know what I'm about to tell you. Although Kodak developed a digital camera in 1975, first of its kind, the product was dropped for fear it would threaten Kodak's photographic film process. In the 1990s, Kodak plans to de decide long journey, uh, a long journey to move to digital technology. CEO George M. C. Fisher reached out to Microsoft and other new customer merchandisers, Apple, Pioneer's QuickTime, customer digital camera introduced in the 1994, had the Apple label but were produced by Kodak. The DC-20 and the DC-25 launched in 1996 Overall, though, there was 
little implementation of the new digital strategy. Kodak's core business falls no pressure from competing technologies and as a Kodak exclusive could not fathom a world without traditional film there was little incentive to deviate from the course. Customers gradually switched to digital offering from the companies such as Sony in, 20, in 2001, film sales dropped, which was attributed by Kodak to the financial stocks caused by, um, caused by the September 11 attacks. Extensive hoped, uh, sorry, executives hoped that Kodak might also slow the shift of digital through aggressive marketing. Under Daniel Karp Fisher, successor of CEO, Kodak made its move to the digital camera with its Easy Share family of digital cameras. Kodak spent tremendous resources studying customer behavior finding out that women in particular loved taking digital photos but were frustrated in moving from their computers the key unmeant customers needed became a major opportunity once kodak got its product developed machine started it released a wide range of products which made it easy to share photos via PCs, personal computers. One of their key innovations was the print deck, where customers could insert their camera into the compact device, press a button and switch their photo roll out. By 2005, Kodak ranked number one in the US in digital camera sales and surged 40% to 5.7 billion. Despite the high growth, Canon failed to anticipate how fast digital cameras became the sorry became com anyway with low profit margins as more companies entered the market in the mid 2000s in 2001 kodak held number two spot in the u.s digital camera sales behind sony but it lost 60 pounds $60 on every camera sold. Whilst there was also a dispute between employees from its digital and film division, the film business where Kodak enjoyed high profit margins fell 18% in 2005. The combination of these two factors resulted in 
disappointing profits overall. Its digital cameras soon became undercut by Asian competitors that could produce their offerings more cheaply. Kodak had a 27% market leading share in 1999. The dwindling dwindled in to 15% in 20 in 2003. In 2007, Kodak was number four in the US digital market sales with a 9.6% share, and by 2010, it holds 7% in seventh place behind Canon, Sony, and Nikon, and others. According to research, Film IDC also an ever smaller percentage of digital pictures were be, uh, were being taken on dedicated digital cameras being gradually displaced in the late 2000s by cameras on cell phones smartphones and tablets Now, last but not least, we're going to talk about the new strategies that Kodak tried before um, they kind of lost, in a sense. Kodak then began a strategy shift. Previously, Kodak had done everything in-house, but CEO Antonio Perez shut down film factories and eliminated 27,000 jobs as an outsourced in manufacturing. Perez invested heavily in digital technologies and new services that capitalized on the technology, innovation and boost profit margins. He also spent hundreds of millions of dollars to build up a high margin printer ink business to replace silvering film sales. Kodak's ink strategy rejected the razor and blade business model used by the dominant market leader Howlett Packard. Howlett Packard, and again I apologise if I'm butchering any names, in that Kodak's printers were expensive but the ink was cheaper. As of 2011, the new line of inkjet printers were said to be the voyage of turning pro profit, although some analysts were sceptical as printouts had that had been replaced gradually by electronic copies on computers on computers tablets and smartphones home photography printers high speed commercial inkjet presses workflow software and packing were viewed as a company's new core business with sales or with sales from these four businesses, projects, uh, 
projected to double to nearly 2 billion in revenue in 2013 and account from 25% of all sales. However, whilst Kodak named home printer as core business as late as August 2013, at the end of September, declining, declining sales forced Kodak to announce an exit from the customer inkjet market. Kodak also Kodak has also turned to illustration in order to generate revenue. In 2010, it received 838 million from patent licenses and included a settlement with LG. In 2011, despite the turnaround process Kodak rapidly used up its cash revenue stocks fears of bankruptcy it had 957 million in cash in June 2011 down from 1.6 billion in January 20 uh, 2001 in 2011 Kodak reportedly explored selling off the licenses it its vast portfolio of patents in order to stive off bankruptcy by january 2012 analysts suggest that the company would enter bankruptcy followed by an action of its patents as it was reported to be in talks with Citigroup to provide deep deep tour in process financing. This was confirmed in January 19, 2012, when the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and obtained a $950 million 18-month credit financial from Citigroup to enable it to continue operations under the terms of the bankruptcy protection. Kodak had a deadline of February 15, 2013 to produce a recognised plan. In April 2013, Kodak showed its first micro fourth third camera to be manufactured by k by jk imaging on september 3rd 2013 kodak announced it uh, announced that it's emerged from bankruptcy as a technology company forced on imaging for business its main business segments are digital printing and enterprise and graphical entertainment and commercial film on march 12 2014 kodak announced that jeffrey j clark had been named as chief executive officer and a member of the board of directors on january 1st 2015 kodak announced 
a new five business diversion stru structure, print systems, enterprise inkjet systems, micro third printing and packing software and solutions and customer and film. So the reason why I bring this all up for you today is because I personally think that it's good to know history of what you enjoy, what you're doing. Kodak is an innovator in, although it's had its rises and it's had its falls over the years, it is an innovator in photography because if it wasn't for them, we may not have the digital camera. Because in 1975, not knowing that the digital market for photography would start skyrocketing, they created the first digital camera, but never really took it off because they believed that film would still be the major forepoint. Now, it wasn't until 2015 that Canon decided, that, sorry, just because I work with Canon, Nikon decided, and I've done it again, Kodak decided that they weren't really going to be doing digital cameras no more, and they were going to focus on print system, enterprise ink jets, micro 3D printing and packing, software and solutions, and customer and film. So that's an interesting point. Now, in the future, I will be bringing you similar things on Nikon, Canon, Sony, Fuji, and the like. So if you like this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to me on iTunes and any other major uh, podcasting service and app that you can listen to. Uh, if you head over to iTunes and like the podcast, please leave us a review because then that gives us a higher ranking and more views, uh, listens. And we've now set up a Patreon page, which you can head over to patreon.com slash be it me not you pod that's slash be it me not you pod and over there you will be able to listen to the podcast a day early you can have some of the works that i've done with pngs and jpegs and be able to edit them yourselves or just have them as a image to print off and you'll have all them royalty free and we want to be able to do live shows where you can do face-to-face -face q a's so head over there become a patreon or just listen to us on all the major sites but the show notes for each episode will now be going on patreon.com slash be it me pod I've been Michael John Burgess. I hope you like this episode and I will speak to you guys in the next one. Goodbye for now.